another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Sydney. And welcome back to the podcast. We're all here. Of course, we're going to talk about, I mean, the biggest Dark Crystal event of the year, the Great Conjunction. And I mean, us two are there. Us us two are, you know, we're here. But also we've got another two guests. Of course, the hosts from Legends of Thra. uh, James and, of course, my brother from another mother it's jamie hey. so, james and jamie hi there hello how's it going welcome back Long time yeah see. good 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 <laughs> i know it's been a while since i've had you um both on on trial by stone i know it's been a good while but of course you know you've had your own show legends of thra um which has been a fantastic um addition to the trial by stone podcasting sort of you know bunch of shows that we've been doing all so, the branches of our sanctuary um, it feels like forever since we saw each other last weekend i know it's literally what five days and it feels like months yeah, already definitely yeah i know it's felt like such a long time but yeah i know it's crazy i think it's only been like what well, like as we're as we are recording like you know yeah we're just yeah it was just a week ago that it all happened um so i'm still recovering from it though like <laughs> yes. those of you listening may notice that i i sound like jennifer tilly swallowed a frog that's because <laughs> i'm still just my body has not left the experience <laughs> neither has my brain and well let's also let's also make a note that sydney went to disneyland with zay the the organizer <laughs> so she didn't stop she hasn't stopped I did not stop. so her body is finally saying bish stop exactly my immune <laughs> system is like help yeah. me i've been drained my essence is gone my essence been gone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? I, know. I mean, like, for those those of you listening who who went, if you know, you know, but let's give a little, you know, insight into the experience for those poor little podlings out there. <laughs> yeah, for those that, that couldn't make it or I mean, that that's the thing with this convention is that because so much was happening, everyone who attended, they're all going to have their own sort of story of what happened at the great conjunction and that that's actually something I'd, I'd actually love to hear from from you the the listeners as well if this is something that you would like like to be on an episode of trial by stone actually send us an email darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com and i think that might be something that we could actually do sort of i mean we could probably just do these shows for a whole year just based on the great conjunction get to you know hear from from the fans or the listeners of the of the podcast what you all did um, at the Great Conjunction, because I know everyone would have and done your favorite part. Very different things. I know, man. I don't know about you guys, but I had like I had like a massive plan about what I was going to attend and what I wasn't going to. And 
like that just went all out the window like the moment the moment we uh, the moment we ended we got we got into the into the hotel i was just like oh man i just know i'm gonna be so busy yeah like what just happened it, it even myself i think i actually yeah like i originally like had sort of like i was even trying to come up with an itinerary of like this is all the things i'm gonna do or plan to do is time to do this time to do that but yeah no nah, yeah, just, wasn't, it just wasn't gonna happen yep. unfortunately you know but there was just so much going on with the great conjunction i think it's one of those things where it's like when you go to conventions in general you always focus on just a couple of guests you know as long as i get those autographs or as long as get those photos or those panels you know that's specific to a franchise that you love um and you know so much that sort of thing but when it came to the great conjunction it was like because it was dark crystal everywhere so it's just like oh my god it's just uh yeah you're just panicking aren't you because i i don't know about you i'd like i had like a little moment i think it was on friday night as you were really panicking and, and i know jamie and yourself james i actually remember i know we, we talked a bit about that this weekend is just gonna go fast um oh my god yeah it just, <laughs> it just flew didn't it i mean yeah it friday night I, like that. when I we was, were in it right? it felt like it was taking its time it felt like uh but like but friday night yeah i was like I was I was so tired already from what we'd done on the Friday. I was literally stood looking at like stood looking at my posters, and I was trying to figure out what I needed to do for the next day. And I just had to put them away because I was just like I literally can't think. He was getting angry. I was getting so <laughs> angry with myself. I was literally like I can't even register what I'm meant to be doing tomorrow. Like uh, I mean, to to hold the wall of destiny has got to be one of the highlights of the weekend like like i to think that that prop from the original movie was brought all the way to the hilton hotel from the jim henson company and then we got to carry it in through the door is absolutely mental like even just saying that is mental let's just start off we might as well just chat you know day by day and, and let us go to Friday. So, yeah, I mean, that was such a big highlight of we, like us and so many other volunteers, we actually came and helped out with Henson Company with bringing up some of the props and the creatures and... Setting up the museum. Yes, the Dark Crystal Museum. So that was, like, pretty... Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I'm like, it, I guess it was crazy that, like, we, we like, the fans actually got involved with, with assisting. You know, you thought, oh, you know, yeah. it's all just going to be, you know, Henson Company. You know, they do it all, you know, have it yeah. all sort of set up. But they, but we actually got the chance to, to help them out. And so, yeah, like, you know, we were carrying up, like, some of the clothes, you know, the clothing collection, which I believe was, yeah. you know, Shell Henson's own collection yeah. range. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that, I mean, that had never, that had never been shown to the public before. Like since like when they released that, so they a bit of background. They tried to re- release that uh, to sell them as a sort of as a as a clothing range off the back of the original movie, and all of these clothes have just been in like Henson Company storage, just sitting in boxes, and then they just decide that they're gonna like let us carry them upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so it was like this really weird moment where I was like carrying the clothing, and I was just like looking at, I was looking at Jamie, I was looking at Phil, I was looking at Sydney, just like, oh my god, oh my what god. what's going on? With, like this is history we're touching, you know. <laughs> I have to agree, yeah. Like with the Wall of Destiny, I was too scared to touch it to be honest. So I was like, I was sort of like the barrier. I was like trying to protect it from, you know, yeah. we we're going through the hotel, you know, just making sure yeah. no, like. I mean, it would not have probably happened, but like making sure no one like from the yeah. outside was going to be like, oh my God, it's a wall of destiny, you know, you know, yeah. I'm going to well, grab also, it. Also like not- while yeah. you're carrying it, there's a lot of blind spots. So we needed the extra eyeballs. 
yes, to sort of like it. guide around yeah. those corners because we were going through some like not to make this a labyrinth podcast but it was kind of like a labyrinth in yes the, uh, the hilton <laughs> yeah. that we had to navigate our way through with elevators and stairways and like wow so um yeah very valuable to to be the guiding eyes for the wall of destiny and for some of the puppets that we got to help get set up and the the clothing items is just that friday felt like a whole event in its like on its own like by the time we were done on friday night after and that's not even getting into like the sort of like cocktail party thing that happened right we just friday night getting back to the hotel after everything was just like wow there's still two more days we technically haven't started yet and so much has happened already yeah we haven't even started the event yet like this is just the warm-up this is just getting it set up i was so emotionally drained friday night like i think because you know just to do a rundown of what was in the museum so you've got all those wonderful clothes you've got the wall of destiny you've got um kevin clash's grunak um from age of resistance you've got deet hup Rian, and then you've got the Chamberlain and the Scroll Keeper from the original movie. Just seeing them alone, I was already just like nerding out with joy. And then, and then there's just like all this other like knickknacks. So you've got all those wonderful casts Tons from of them. So those Scott, like um, um, uh, uh, yeah, clay sculpts from uh, Age of Resistance, where you had like the general's head. And there's all these like swatches, clothing swatches. There was just, there was so much stuff in that room to look at. It was just, it was almost overpowering. Yeah. And and I must admit, I thought like, you know, for this dark crystal museum, like I knew we were at least going to get the the clothing, you know, some of the clothing stuff. And also, you know, with, with Rian, Deet and Harp, you know, like that, that, you know, from social media, that was, you know, that was what was posted. I thought that's all we're going to get. I'm fine with that. But the fact that we just got so much more yet, like you said, with, you know, with the Chamberlain with, uh, Skekok and Grunax and, uh, yeah, like so much more stuff. It yeah. Was like, I it thought was, they were going to be, <laughs> I thought they were going to be like the centerpiece. Like yes, I thought yeah. that would literally be it. You'd have like the yeah, five puppets yeah. and then that's it. No. But then like you look around the room and there's just, there's just stuff everywhere. Yeah. Like oh, it was the wigs, just the beautiful wigs with the braids. Oh, just glorious. Wasn't it? Like My just favorite was everywhere the, uh, you looked. Yeah. What, did you did you have a favorite thing like in there? I mean, probably Wall of Destiny, but like what, in, me in the museum, all of you guys. Like, was there one particular thing that you're like when you walked into that museum to go like, I can't believe I'm looking at this thing right now, or the thing you keep uh, for, for, me, for me personally, I think Wall of Destiny, just purely because I couldn't believe that that thing still was intact. Like when you watch the original movie, you don't really get yeah, you don't really get the sense of scale and the size of it, but like um, on the back on the back of it, they've put like these wooden beams to keep it as one piece. And I was just, I was just to be like to to not only see it but to carry it, like it's like as close, like it's like it, it's like a an emotional connection to the movie, isn't it? It's like that spiritual connection to the movie, which was just I was just blown away by. Yeah, I definitely think um, for me, it was also the Wall of Destiny. Certainly seeing Hup and Deet close up was amazing. But I think they're such in our lives. And like I have the Weta figure of Deet. And it's such in our lives in a different way than the original film is. That Wall of Destiny is mythical. It's this mythological thing that we've seen in photos, we've seen in the film. Yes, it's at the creature shop. 
but it actually exists and we got to not just see it but we got to like hold it and move it into its space and that itself was an honor for me to be able to pick it up and then of course not to jump ahead too far but like by the end of the event james and i and and you i, I can't remember if you were there um phil but i don't think you were we were carrying the puppets back down to the truck and i was carrying deet and to have her that close to me um it really speaks to how powerful these aren't just it's not just fabric and latex this, these are living things um and so to have them that close to myself is just it was a really magical thing i i absolutely loved seeing all of the sculpts personally because to me i'm like those are the getting to see the actual the early stages of what would become a puppet and knowing that the the hands of all of the artists in the creature shop have touched that clay and shaped it from just a ball of clay to these amazing living things that we've seen like jamie's uh was pointing out um the something that really just stuck with me really intensely was the feet of the mystics they were so massive they were massive like clown feet size you know it's yeah. <laughs> and they were so intricately detailed like and we know anyone who's watched the film and the series knows the mystics have you know no centimeter of them is without immense detail well i couldn't but, even i couldn't even believe like with the sculpts how much how much detail they get into the sculpt I always assumed it was just in the latex and that they added it in. But when you actually look really closely, like you could like with Hup, there was like a little sculpt of Hup's face and you could just see all the individual wrinkle lines around his eyes. And it was just, it was just, I mean, I mean, I mean, the wall of destiny was amazing, but I think another thing for me was sort of, was the Grunak. I never, ever like it. And this is why these, why Zay's events are so amazing is because two the general public and to people like us, these puppets are, are you you they're yeah they're off limits to you. You won't ever get to be anywhere near these guys. So I never thought I'd ever see a Grunak, and I he was massive. He was shoot his fingers were so long. I was like oh my god his hands are so cool. I didn't realize. But what was what was your favorite part, Phil? What was what were you? I'd have to say the Wall of Destiny. I know I know we've all said it. I mean that that was probably my favorite part of the you know of the museum. And just like just looking closely at that Wall of Destiny and noticing, I think there was like even things like I didn't notice like the Gotham that was sort of like on the far left, yeah. far right. Yeah, I'm like, on the far yeah, I don't left, think you see that in the movie. And now I'm like no. I need to watch the movie again just to see if it's there. So there's a lot yeah. lots of little details. And I, I guess it because the world destiny is such a big deal. I mean, especially for Age of Resistance, because um, when Henson Company when they did the the their creative great conjunction when trying to do this anim prequel show, whether it's going to be an anim at, at the time an animated series, that was the first mm. thing that they looked at. They looked at that world of destiny. What can we pick and grab, you know, from from the world of destiny to expand the backstory? Yeah. Um, and, and that helped them to figure out that like this is a matriarchy they noticed like basically at the center of it is definitely a female gelfling with wings um and that that appears to be like in regalia you know a, a figure of royalty and so yeah that totally. that informed a lot and you know and it also helped that most of the production team was was very women-led which is also great um but, but I, yeah, I couldn't believe that, Phil, when you so pointed much. that out about the Gartham. You were like, that's a Gartham there. And I was like, oh, my God, I never even noticed that. I was like, where's that come from? You were like, it must have been there the whole time. I was like, 
I've never noticed this. What's going on? I also love reopening that age-old debate about the uh, the bearded gelfling with wings. Um, mm, when yeah, yeah, there were times when when I would come to like uh, help supervise the museum throughout the weekend, and just to to see the people's reactions, like we the three of us are the four of us i was counting you guys and not me the four of us are very <laughs> fortunate and 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 privileged in that we've had a lot of little nuggets of interaction with things that may have been in this room previously um when in one way or another but to see um to witness all of these people who are this is their first time seeing anything like this and to be suddenly surrounded in a room like that um, was really cool but then also you could see that there were newer fans of the series or of the entire franchise who maybe came in because of age of resistance um, people bringing their kids things like that and when people would be looking at the wall desk and be like oh I, th I think this was in the movie I've seen the series more but not as much the movie and I'd be like hey did you notice there's a gelfling with wings and a beard what's that about and sort of like lighting <laughs> that fire and getting them to be like oh, you're right and seeing like them have this moment that we've all been having for like our entire lives amazing i love that so much <laughs> yeah and then we get into the then we get into the evening um like gathering meet and greet an official meet and greet party uh in the hotel lobby and i was like i was trying my hardest not to nerd out because it's really <laughs> hard when you when you idolize all these people and their work and that you know everybody's individual elements that they brought into say age of resistance or the original movie and then suddenly you've got like I don't know, like you've got Dan Dewhurst stood talking to Toby Philpot and it's like, you just can't help but smile. And then they're like, why is that guy just randomly smiling at the entire group? It's like, it's because this is Ace. Like, it was just, you know, and me and Jamie had this wonderful moment where, you know, we got to sit and talk to uh, Dave Chapman. For those who don't know, obviously he's the emperor from um, Age of Resistance, but recently we we, we were talking about his um, uh, contribution to uh, Andor, which we're all loving at the moment. So it was just a really great moment to sort of have like real connections with people. Like this wasn't like, it didn't, I think the great thing about Zay's events is you kind of like the barrier between fans and the people that made the show gets eroded. So you've got all these amazing creatives. Like, I mean, you had Louis Leterrier just what randomly walking around, right? And you, they, nobody treats you like a fan. They just treat you like, a fellow human being and you're just sitting having conversations about what they love and what we love like because together they're fans too they're yeah just, exactly they all also feel that, just as privileged as we do and i think that's the thing that's different with dark crystal that a lot of other properties don't have where there's always that pr stunt where it's kind of like oh we're we're fans of the show as well and it's kind of done as a way to sort of get people in but they're not really but with we're dark crystal like yeah 100 percent, that's true 100% yeah. that's like true everyone just, is a fan yeah everyone everyone um and that yeah that evening was just you know you stood next to lisa henson while you're having a drink you know it's yeah. just and it's did, bizarre didn't she, offer, didn't she get you a drink for you she did buy you a drink. she did i did offer <laughs> i did offer to pay first don't ever say brit doesn't <laughs> offer to pay for drinks i did offer first but she did buy me a drink yes so that's very kind thank you very much lisa that's very kind of you biggest we biggest should back flex. up and and say that so friday afternoon we drove to the hotel oh no yes we drove to the hotel we dropped our stuff off first do we, we do that or do we go to the straight to the museum i can't remember 
I think you guys dropped your stuff off because then we were all kind of chilling in the lobby going like, does they need us? <laughs> yeah, we, we dropped our stuff moment. off and then we went to the museum. Well, no, because we went to the Academy Museum with um, uh, Warwick and Neil Sterenberg. And are, we allowed whole... to talk, are, are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, why wouldn't we? I don't know. Well, you can do, I suppose. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we can just talk about yeah. the museum, you know. Yeah. I well, never no, know I mean, what I can say or what I can't go, say. I'm not going to go in depth on like everything. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, It was yeah, just yeah, sure. an amazing yeah. time to spend with two of the more prominent. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go in the yeah, show. Cool. And uh, I just wanted to shout out to Neil uh, specifically throughout, like, of everyone that I've met. Neil is just an incredible human being. He is so kind and warm and loving and funny and irreverent and himself. And there was no I'm a puppeteer on this show kind of distance with him. Um, there is some of that with the others, but he is not like that. He was just the warmest, kindest man. Like, I felt like I was best friends with him. I felt like I had known him my entire life. I was uh, just going to say, ever, like, I had never met Neil in person before, but immediately he gives you this energy like you have been friends with him for years. And mm. you're like you just feel like your brain is flooded with these memories of like, yeah, I've known this guy forever because he just yeah. makes you feel that way. Amazing. Yeah, I have to agree as well. And I loved he, he always sort of poked fun at me at times, especially I think with you know, how tired I was looking, you know, just coming up from the jet lag <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, so we that was, tired, so, that was sort of a common thread. Try and like, protect, feel, protect, feel at all costs sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that, but no, he, he's great. Yeah, literally <laughs> uh, but, the yeah neil there was a moment with neil where i was like all right he's officially my favorite now it's there's no going back now <laughs> he literally says to me he goes you have cats right you have the two cats and one's named after the movie i was like oh my god neil sterenberg pays enough attention to me to know that i have cats excuse me and he wanted to like, talk about them i was like this person what a what a gem what an incredible gem <sighs> yeah neil neil's neil amazing i mean he's just uh yeah can't i can't um i can't praise neil enough he's such a, a wonderful human being he um his his role his um his you know as the puppeteer and the voice of skekok i could literally watch him perform all day um absolutely incredible and that was totally surreal walking around with um neil and warwick around the museum and just having them what was really great because the reason we went to the museum was to see the puppets from the original movie so they had the gormand and they had um kira's head and they had the landstrider head and it was just really great hearing Warwick and Neil talk about their experiences on the set and how they did things and how that was slightly different to how they did it on the original movie and just like just unedited and just it it was just it, you you can't pay for that sort of thing. It's just it just happened and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience. And uh yeah, no, that, that was awesome just yeah, going to that Hollywood museum and just checking out everything with dark crystal and and some of the other props and costumes like that were there so it's like if you're actually in the la area like and you love movies like it's it's the ultimate <laughs> museum to go to i think um that i've that i've seen so yeah yeah so, i mean it's not just dark crystal i mean there was no, I mean, no they had c no. they had c3po in there and r2d2 i mean never even i didn't even expect to see them whether it's i mean they had like black panther or or everything i mean they have they have uh, the costume that David Bowie uh, wore as Jareth. Front and oh center. yeah, I didn't even um, I didn't even know that was in there. So when we turned yeah, the I didn't know that either. Ooh, so Jareth. you gotta come back now, and, and you're they, gonna take like, me this time. It was anatomically correct and everything. 
<laughs> That's so important. That shaped so many of our of our people. I, I really think again, like I, as I've said numerous times, I'm not a convention person. I'm not a crowd person, but I really was able to spend some one on one time with people like Neil, some time with Warwick, um, time with Dave Chapman, like um, uh, James and I sat at a table while he was eating dinner. And he just talked to us about Andor and everything and uh, what that process was like, and certainly about AOR and um, work on that. And just, he's talking to us like we're, we're, we're family. And uh, there was a moment, again, I'm jumping ahead because my memories are my, 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 the best moments of this experience are kind of all over, but uh, the Saturday night at the Henson party, there was just this hush over the crowd. And it was like, here we all are a, a family of people the people who created the original, the people who created the this the series and the fans. And here we are together as one. And it's we were all the same. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I felt like, you know what, we can do anything at this point at this point. And to be in a crowd of people uh that for most of them treated us like equals, treated us like family, treated us as, as if we were important, um, because I think the fans are important. Um it was really just it's it's something I will never ever be able to experience again. The closest thing I can experience is when I hang out with you guys, uh, whether together or all together or one on one. Like uh it was just sublime. And on that note, I will say that my personal favorite of favorite thing <laughs> of the entire weekend was just getting to be in the same time zone with all of you and with our friends that we speak to on almost a daily basis online um, and to actually get to see your faces in real life and to hear your voices in real life, to share these experiences together in real time. Like even just the very, like the event started for me was when I walked into the hotel, we just dropped off our stuff in our room. We come off the elevator and we're making our way past. And I notice that the three of you are standing in the lobby. And I was like, mm -hmm. it's happening. Here we go. My three friends, there they are at the same <laughs> place. And it was like, now that the switch has been flipped and the event has begun. And just, <laughs> I was like, who the hell is hugging me? <laughs> Turn around and say, like, oh, Sydney. <laughs> well, if Hello. it's a belly button <laughs> level for you, assume it's me. <laughs> uh, no, it was so great. Like, yeah, just seeing you both for the first time, like, you know, sydney and, and james um yeah like that's just an incredible moment like to have all four of us you know the the, the main team you know of the trial by stone podcast like all together and um especially having some done you know when we had some photos to you know when we had photos of us four together um yeah that, it was that really meant, really cool such a lot and for everything that you, you you've all done and contributed with the, with the show um is just it's just incredible and the cool, but the cool thing was, it's like it wasn't weird. Like I felt like I'd, I, I felt like I'd known you my whole life. Like yeah, yeah, there wasn't, like, no, it yeah, never, there wasn't any you know, like for, awkward moments or anything. Like yeah, we were just all like one big happy, you know, happy family. Yeah, yeah. It was hundred yeah. percent. Like you know, I've yeah. never been to Jamie's house before, and yet yeah. I walked through the door and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm at home. Like this is such a bizarre. <laughs> 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 I've been like his podling slave for like the last week. 
but like yeah it just it's so bizarre it just felt natural it didn't i don't there was no awkward so like when we saw jess like with the you know, first time ever and it was like like first instinct was like oh come here give us a cuddle you know what i mean like it wasn't it wasn't awkward like it was just a, a, it was just i know this weekend wouldn't have been as good if i had an experience with you guys like because it just it just it was like it's like this event is amazing but it's the icing on the cake like, like the emotional level ranked up and when like when you know fast forward to monday or sunday sorry sunday night when i'd say goodbye like genuinely i i was i felt so i felt so depressed on the way home oh like, phil and i absolutely it's... cried over each other phil and i were cry hugging <laughs> no shame in that we were like slobbering all over each other with tears it was disgusting <laughs> and beautiful uh, yeah i really try to hold it in but yeah just yeah no nah. my point i just couldn't i couldn't nah we're way past that buddy nah. <laughs> but like man um cried, talking like man, yeah. yeah man cry <laughs> but like it. um cut to sort of like saturday morning and like we're sort of setting up and we're all ready to go and you know, we've got probably about an hour before attendees starting coming in. And um, mine and Jamie's job, well, mine mainly, but Jamie, I, I, I got Jamie to assist because yeah. I needed help. Um, was to was to get the... Um, I was his puddling get... assist. I was with an aura. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like, didn't it? Um, was to get the uh, con posters signed by as many people as we could um, for all those that bought a Thra Pass, I do believe. I think... And and do you know what? As somebody who collects autographs, like I feel, I felt so proud of what we did with that because they look banging. They look so good, and I'm so gutted I didn't get one, but do one for myself. I know, like, me too. I was like, thing, oh, I should have grabbed they, one of them. They looked so. so good, and like, um, and and I just I feel like really privileged to sort of just be able to be to give something to fans like i know they paid for it but like to have to be part of that process yes to, like i i you know I, I took it so seriously because i was like i want this to, i want i must treat this like this is my own piece and you know adding like you know i've got pictures of like lisa henson signing them uh you know we had like toby froud signing like literally anyone we could get to sign them we added them um and i just it was just such an enjoyable thing to do i like it was, it was just and great most of the time on that so we had most everyone sign on this table in the main what do you call that area where everyone's selling things yeah I don't the know. main signing area yeah yeah well toby was there because we were at toby's table he's like you can even yeah, we come in, we come into um, his table didn't so we? <laughs> toby's standing there and people are coming up to him and here we are next to the baby from labyrinth next to toby froud you know uh it's not he's not just toby froud i mean he come he's he's movie royalty and he's a prince we're just on we're we're friends with him and he's just this you know like and again toby is one of those people who has no airs about him there was Mm -hmm. no distance between him and the fans he is genuine he is present um there is no other part of him that's like son of kind of somewhere else as he has no idea who he is he doesn't have any idea. He, no, he he knows who he is. It's just he knows who, what humility is more, and that's yes. what serves him. Yes. And it was just wonderful to be around uh, that kind of a person to where he, he is so humble that he makes you feel a part of the family. And again, that's probably something I'm going to say more and more. It's just I just felt part of the family. But like even like expand past that, and like you know, like um, Toby's partner Brandy, who I've I've spoke online 
with on Instagram for quite a while. And she was, um, if anybody's seen uh, Toby's uh, short movie that he did with Heather Henson, which was Lessons Learned, she's the voice of Spider Fate. So like, even just meeting her, I was like, you're the voice of Spider Fate. I'm like, there you go. And she's like, oh, let's get some photos together. And like, it was just like meeting all like this expanded like family. That's not, you know, she wasn't on Dark Crystal, but it's like the links that they've got to other properties to do with Henson Company. Um, it, it, it just made it all that special because it was like, well, if I hadn't have come here, there's no way I would have been able to have met her. You know what I mean? Like in that environment. Um, yeah. And just like we, you know, we, we kept bringing each of these guests over and I was like, you know, I'm trying not to nerd out. You know, we've got like Kevin Clash sat in front of us and you're trying to tell him where to sign. You know, like, it's like, it's like a part of you who's like, James, it's Kevin Clash. Keep but like, and then you got like Alice Deneen, who was absolutely wonderful to so talk sweet. to. I mean, I think me and Sydney spoke to her a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, I think Sydney was talking to her, and I just kind of railroaded the conversation because I was like, "It's Alice Deneen." <laughs> I did that but, too. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that all over. But it was you know, Alice Deneen. <laughs> we both did. We clocked together. Like we double clocked. Like yeah. yeah, you know, it was just everywhere you looked, it was just this wonderful sort of and there was every tier of like the process you know you had like you know you puppeteers uh voice actors then you've got like producers then you've got the director walking around and then you, and every you know and then you've got the ceo of the company and it was just all these people that were all included in the process at some stage just walking around the event and i've 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 been going to conventions for like the last 10 12 years there's no other event that does it like that. Like what Zay does and the level of trust that the people in, that the guests at the event have with that company <coughs> outshines anybody else, in my opinion. It's just, it, Zay's, Zay, Zay's, yeah, Zay's events are special. They're yeah, one and I, one off. I definitely think we should like just call her out just for a moment. Like this happened because of her. And I said this before on Legend of Thra, this event happened because of her. Yeah, Zayn anniversary came together because she knew it was special enough that we all had to get together and celebrate this amazing film and this amazing show. So I, 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 it's almost impossible what she pulled off. It, it was just an amazing thing. But I just hats off to her and all of the work that she does and that she's still doing now because even though these events end, they don't end for the organizer. There's a lot of details involved that they have to still work out and things that they have to sort through. So I just want to let everyone know that they is the reason why we were there. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah, she's the heart and soul of it. It's her event. Um, and you know, what? it was nice to see Henson company actually like engaging. Like there was a couple of, um, there was a couple of, um, signings that they did they were absolutely free you know they 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 just you know sat down for you know gave time to the fans you know people like Hallie Stanford and 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 Rita and Lisa and Cheryl and you know they you know they could have charged and they didn't and they gave up their time to be with I thought that was really nice to see as well it felt like a really it felt like a really positive engagement from the Henson company rather than just turning up, do a panel and go home. It felt like they yeah, were actually like engaging like with fans. Yeah, yeah. But like, I will have to say, yeah, like to, to Zay, like, you know, I thank you, Zay, for, for doing this convention. This was just, it was such an incredible weekend that we have so many memories that we'll just keep holding on to them for as long as, you know, forever. 
and and especially with um with our involvement you know with with the panels um Cindy, which i know we'll probably get in, into uh, i think with with what we did on on saturday um i'm just trying to think is there anything else for, i know it's like one of those things do is there anything else we need to add i think for friday before we move into saturday <laughs> but i think we no, sort I of started that, talking about yeah, saturday anyway yeah 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 exactly sorry i know that was one of those things where it's like when i was at the convention like my mind was actually like a little bit all over the place at times. Like it's like, what do I do? Where do I go? And all that kind of stuff. I'm still so there. I'm still doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I had no concept um, of time in no. that event. No, no. Like I must have looked, I looked at my I looked at my clock once, it was like half nine. I looked at my clock again, it was half eleven. I looked again, it was half two. Like the day was just running away from me. I'm like, I meant to have gone to like four panels. Like where the yeah. hell have I been for like five hours? <laughs> yeah. Like and, it was the, just yeah. like oh, that was a great thing. <laughs> yeah i mean and, and that was a great thing at least um as as we believe that you know the, the panels uh most of them all got filmed so i'm certainly looking forward to actually watching um some of the panels even the ones that, that we did attend to um to see if there's anything that we sort of uh missed out a lot of um but yeah like i, I know for us Sydney, we, we might as well talk about this um the the dark crystal quiz panel thing the questions questions too many questions and how it all went down we got to um, be game show hosts for yeah i know yeah that, that, that was like that was really cool so i think it happened um uh i think zay approached us and you know she wanted us you know the podcast to be involved with some panels and and one of the big things she wanted was a sort of a quiz show yeah kind of thing and i'm well, like for, to zay's yeah. credit again to, yeah i will we will go back to this a thousand times and a thousand times again to sing the praises of zainab um but from the beginning of her having that seed of an idea of wanting to do this convention um in the states she was always reaching out to us and to other fans what do you want to see how do you want to be involved what would you be excited about having? It was never just, she just sat on top of a tower and calculated her perfect event. She involved all of us and everybody from the get-go to make sure she was delivering what people wanted to see. And for us, she approached us and was just like, you know, I would love for you guys to be involved. Um, how do you want to be involved? What do you want to do? And I don't even remember if it was her idea specifically to do a quiz show because we all were just chatting about it so many times, all the all the things we all the ideas and stuff. But when we got to the the concept of doing a quiz show, like that's a really fun way to engage with other fans because at the end of the day, we weren't there to celebrate us. Like it's not the trial by stone show. Like we're there to celebrate the the guests and our collective family together as a as a unit as people who love this franchise so we didn't want to do something that was just like here's our podcast panel like <laughs> you know and just make a big sale we want to do something that can engage everybody and the, the concept ended up being like let's take teams of people who were primarily involved in age of resistance and give them a little quiz show for fun where they team them up against each other about the original film like after all this time will it be the we ended up coming up with like the catchphrase of like is the pen mightier than the puppet because it was like the writers from age of resistance versus some of the puppeteers from age of resistance and by happenstance it also ended up being a battle of the sexes because we had jeff will and javi on one team and then we had becky henderson louise gold and alice deneen on the other team and so many people were like oh that's not fair the writers are going to know everything because they had to study it let me tell you guys the puppeteer team 
the glorious ladies of puppetry, specifically Becky Henderson, absolutely wiped the floor with the writers. They kicked their asses. It was incredible. Yeah. I, I, I was shocked. And like, like even like, you know, we were trying to come up with the questions and stuff. Um, I did try and make the right, you know, questions for the rise a little bit challenging because I'm just like, well, they know a lot about Dark Crystal, probably a lot, a little, you know, a lot more. It wasn't like, you know, oh, I was giving, you know, an advantage yeah. to, you know, one team, but it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we so, started off a little easier with like the multiple choice. It's one of these three, I'm sure. And then we, we but by the end of it, we did get pretty hardcore with the deep cuts. And, um, but I got to say, Becky was taking it so seriously. Like, oh, yes. They yeah, all were yeah. like having they, a lot of fun yeah. with it and like stealing points from each other. It was, it was a little chaotic. And at first I was like nervous. I was like, is this too chaotic? This is a little <laughs> no. wild. But by the end of it, and the more I think back on, it, I'm like, no, that's exactly what it needed to be because it was, it was meant to be a party. It was meant yeah, to just it was have chaotic fun together. at the end of the day. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they the were all the like, you know, talking over each other and getting like, no, was it this? Was it that? And they start asking people from the audience, what do you guys think? Help us answer this one. And that's exactly what I hoped it would be. So um, hats off to all of our uh, special guests that we had on on that show with us, um, both teams, both Pen and Puppet, and then everybody who sat and watched and participated. That was really, really fun. Oh, we gave away a couple of Weta minifigs. We had some Oh, raffle, yes, yeah, the, the Jen and Kira questions. minifigs. Yes, yeah. yes, um, yeah. But I don't know about you, Phil, but my favorite part of our quiz panel was looking out in the audience and seeing that Heather Henson was sitting in the front row of our panel. She was sitting in the front row and she was getting all hyped and excited and laughing. And then afterward came up to us and wanted to talk to us about our show. And like, she was like, can I take pictures with you guys? That was so cool. I love that you thought of all those things. And like, I love what you guys are doing. She was so appreciative. So nice. She was acting like she was our fan, which was so insane. Like what life am I living right now? Um, that kind of thing kept happening too. Like people would come up to us and be like, you guys are from the podcast, right? That's you. You're Sydney. You're Philip. You guys are, from I love that show. It's so cool. What you guys like, um, we are nobody. Excuse you. Do you not see that, that like Toby Froud is right over there and you're talking to me. What a trip. What a trip, man. Like I know I had, um, uh, a fan of the show, Hannah, and she, I think her and her friend, I think Fran, I think that was her name. Um, apologies. Yeah, that's right. Name no, that's right. But, no, um, right Phil, but, yeah. but they saw me at one point and Hannah was like, oh, I'd love for you to sign this, you know, you know, this notebook, um, if you, you know, sign it for her. And, and it was like the first time I actually ever signed anything like for like trial by stone. I don't think I had ever signed anything. Um, and I told her, you know, this is the first time I'm signing it. And so that, that was such a, a big, a big highlight just, you know, doing the signature and just mm -hmm. writing trial by stone yeah. um that's all also i will talk about i mean you know with sunday like you know at the end i i, I made sure to see sydney i'm like oh you know get sydney to sign that dark crystal oh i did that adventure rpg book yeah because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> this is the only cool. time i'll probably get her to sign it you know yeah. since we're both on that book yeah. so i'm like i still need to sign mine in, yeah. in it as well but yeah Another shout out though, Jack yeah. and the team from River Horse. Yes. So cool that they yes, had a Jack. they had a, they booth, cool. yeah. a really nice little setup. People coming and checking out all the awesome stuff River Horse has been making. Really great to be in the same time yes. zone as Jack. Yeah, such a cool I, guy. Um, yeah, I, like I know that I I know I was a bit bummed that I, I didn't really get a chance to go to you know doing the game demo. I don't know. Did you had a chance? To I check didn't. It out? But I I no, went and I yeah. spoke with Jack a lot and I you know yeah. let him know like we're super busy, but you know love to yeah. see you guys here as soon as things calm down i can't wait to like get you on the show mm. again and do another game demo 
Like, yes, he, he knew yeah. what was up. He saw he saw the chaos and how we were all running around. Yeah, I know. Like, wearing a lot yeah. of hats. He saw it in your eyes, Sydney. He, he saw did. the chaos in the eyes. Yes. I, and I have to say, like, shout out to everyone who was just so patient and, like, understanding. Like, we all just understood what was happening yeah. <laughs> we could see it in each other's eyes like everyone's tired everyone's frantic yeah. everyone's excited um so so many emotions in the air yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great um but yeah and uh so no i, I like the, pa- the panel i think that was went it was it was so much fun doing that um unfortunately i know the only um uh, bad news about it was uh fortunately the panel actually didn't get filmed um which i know there was a uh, it was due to just a, a miscommunication be- between um, between the teams. Well, and, I know, will yeah, say we did get yeah. some footage of it. We didn't get one big yes. wide shot. We didn't have no, like no. one big person doing a whole wide so, shot of the stage. But yeah, we were yeah. able so, to get some close-ups. We'll, we'll definitely be able to do a sizzle reel and show you like a little insight of it. Like there was some footage taken. We got yeah, some de- stuff. Yeah, yeah, there, there was, but just, yeah, just not the, yeah. I, you know, just not, you know, the, the panel style kind of, you know, thing that, you know, that we all sort of, expect well that's okay um but um but i will say because the thing about that dark crystal the questions questions too many questions i mean um uh i think the funny i mean the thing i loved the most about it is going through i had these two jokes um through the through through the um the quiz and um so i don't know whether we'll talk about that or maybe just wait yeah till why not time. Uh, do i talk mean, about it all right yeah, i'll talk about it now so one, one of them was like you know we we had like a sort of like a fake question for the writers um and one of the questions was you know who is kira's mother and we had a steal of kira's <laughs> mom you know from the film and we just had you know is it saladon is it you know is Anika, it, or is is it, it Brea? Brea? <gasps> yeah. and we got like really frantic about it and like i could see yeah. the three of them sweating they were like oh Oh, yeah. <laughs> can we talk about that <laughs> like we like, go yeah, to the yeah, next so. slide and it's up it's just let's yeah. just getting lol <laughs> uh, yeah, like no. just getting and then just we getting... gave them the actual question yeah yeah, yeah. Unless, and then was unless. the oh and the other joke was um when i was doing the giveaway for um the kira minifigure and the question was you know who who was the voice of kira but the image was actually the cgi kira you know from that test that they did in that <laughs> the crystal calls documentary um so people but then, were like course, what's you know, that what is that picture yeah that's not, that's kira. not kira and then we like then, changed you know, it to the yeah. classic kira and everyone's like okay phew. yeah well that, i mean that was fun actually like you, you know because i hadn't used I, mean, I haven't used powerpoint in a very long time so it was actually kind of fun like sort of getting back into like Throwback. making those stupid animations <laughs> um but yeah works so good but i did think about sydney i mean that might be something for a future show um we might actually try and do may maybe we'll bring that quiz show back as an online live streaming kind of thing because um, there were more questions we didn't get to we did run out yes, of time so we yes, have more we did so we yeah, will definitely yeah. so, be we'll yeah stuff. so we had three rounds and the first we only got as far as the first two the third one we just yeah we just ran out of time which i mean we we I mean, that was one of those things because it's like we only had, um, you know, a, a short amount of time to, to get through it. And so, yeah, know, I think that was, the, that was the only minor yeah. criticism, wasn't it, that we all said was that I wish the panels were longer. But obviously, because of the amount of panels they had that weekend, it was really difficult to do that. But I think I think going forward, I think it's only a minor criticism is that because they're all amazing. So I think I think maybe less panels, but longer panels so people can, you know, do them like a minimum of an hour long or whatever so people can really get into their stride um 
But that's yeah, that was literally the only minor criticism I said we thought about was the at the weekend. Yeah, totally agree. Because a lot of people had to like pick and choose like which things they want to go to. They were gonna have to sacrifice like, oh, I can catch this one, but I'll have to like miss the beginning of this other one. Oh, but I'm doing a portfolio review. That's at the same time as this. So it was a lot of overlap. But that's that's what happens when you have like so much stuff to do at once. So we just needed a, another day. We need another day. Yeah, I know. I know. It's almost like we needed just like another day of even just a preview night or that there was like a night that was like, there was like no panels. It was just almost like you could just do all your signings and photos actually, you know. <laughs> um, well, like don't mate. It's like I went to the first know. great conjunction and I was like, it, <laughs> yeah. was a, it was only one day. And I was like, Zay, this has got to be a two day event, Zay. Cause I yeah. just, I just can't get everything done in one day. One we, day had two, yeah. we had two days and it's still not bloody long enough. No, like, not like, enough <laughs> no. We need three days and then, yeah. and then they'll do a three day. And it's like, nah, we need four days. I still don't get everything never done. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> James, would you say that the uh, Saturday of this event was the closest to the experience of the Great Conjunction in England in 2020? Or is it just too different? Like, is it really, incomparable? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the difficulty with that is, is the fact that you have to understand that the actual, um, the whole event of the first Great Conjunction was in a room the size of just, just the main hall from this one. So all the time that you're meeting guests and talking to people, the panels are going on right next to you. So the atmosphere was completely different because when the guests weren't signing, they could just sit and watch panels and it was a lot smaller room. There was only about 200 attendees. Was it 200 attendees? I can't remember. But it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it, the room hundred percent was so much smaller. The whole event was so much smaller. Um, and I think because it was the first one, that'll have like a special moment for me. But the things that I got to see and and interact with at this event, it was just, it just you know, the the fact that we went to the Jim Henson Company, onto the lot and had that evening party. Like you you know, as a fan, you sort of always see the pictures and videos from outside the gates of the Jim Henson Company. And you're like, oh, you know, one day I'll. I'll get to go in there and, you know, I'll get to tread those bricks. You know what I mean? They tread that pavement. Uh, and then to actually like walk through the gates and be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go in. Uh, was totally surreal. Uh, it was, it, it was, I think the highlight of the entire weekend because it, for me, it felt like not only a connection to like the original movie, but like a connection to Jim and like from someone who, lives in the uk like i never ever ever thought well i think it's the same for you phil i never thought i'd be on the jim henson lot um and it's just it was just incredible like the entire atmosphere like like jamie uh, um, alluded to earlier it felt like a rally it felt like we were all like you know what we can get a season two like this is a call to arms this is a call to action there's so much positivity in this in this place like even if season two never happens this is amazing these people are amazing we see you and it felt like the henson company and everyone involved with the production were looking back and saying Do you know what fans we see you as well and it was it was it was just wonderful absolutely wonderful like you know and and like you know i'm walking up and there's like you know because 
part for me, what I loved about Age of Resistance so much was the story and the writers were so amazing. So to actually have one-to-one time with like Jeff and Will and just tell them how much I love the show, how much I can't wait to see what else they're bringing in terms of other properties that they're getting to work on was just, and to him to be, and to them to just be like, oh, you know, thanks. So what, you know, what do you do? And just talk like, again, goes back to that human element of just talking like normal people it was 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 truly special for me, and I'll I'll never forget that. There was um, to to something that I think uh, City alluded to earlier in terms of like being at the convention and having people notice you. There was this one funny moment where I'm at Toby Proud's table. Toby's standing next to me. We're behind the table, and we're doing signing for like other people. And this gentleman named Richard, who's friends with James on Facebook, I can't really remember, but. I'm next to Toby, and he comes up and goes, are you Jamie? And it was funny because I'm like, I'm next to Toby, and of course, I'm a nobody. Um, and then, like, a few minutes later, he started laughing. It was like, I said, you, I asked you if you were Jamie next to Toby, you know, because he should have been like, are you Toby? But, he, you know, and that was just, but I that, that was the third time that it happened to me where someone was like, are you Jamie? Are you? And I'm like, yeah, and they're just, just to be recognized like that. It, it is bizarre, but it's also heartwarming, and it makes you see, feel seen. Um, it makes you it, it makes you realize that what you do, what we talk about, the things that we love, um, it makes an impact in people's lives. And I think that's what everyone was there for. The puppeteers made an impact in our lives, um, and we sh- were able to share that currency between between us, which was yeah. just beautiful. It was so um, affirming, right? Like it yes, makes you feel affirming. so and validated. I, yes, and one uh, I just want to mention. One other person that I sat and talked with for probably a good 45 minutes was Dan Dewhurst, who played yes. the Gartham. And it was just a wonderful conversation. And we just start talking about not even really, I mean, we talked a little bit about Age of Resistance, but we're talking about life and the meaning of life and kindness and what that is. And just having that moment, it was like a moment with Neil where you're just connecting to a human person, regardless of what they did. It had Almost what they do falls away because eventually it does. The questions then become, are you a kind person? That's really all that matters at the end of the day. Are you genuinely kind? And meeting people who are a part of the show, who are genuinely kind and genuinely selfless, that to me made it all worth it. I mean, I was there mostly for the puppets. I I have to just be honest. Like I went there to see Deet um, and Deet did not, uh, did not disappoint. She was amazing. But again, just those human moments, the moments of human connection. And I can get very uh, emotionally overwhelmed in spaces like conventions. There's so many people and I'm so empathic and uh, I also have anxiety and blah, blah, blah. So having those times where I can partner off with someone and talk with them and relate with them, it was just, it was just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And the party on Saturday was a good opportunity for a lot of moments like that. That was what was so great about it. And I think that's why I think it's important that if anything that we focus on today, I think it's really important to focus on that party because it was so like, I don't feel like we were, or at least I wasn't, you know, holding the camera up or my phone, like taking video of everything, like taking pictures of everything while we were there. Cause I was just living it. I was feeling it. I was absorbing what was happening as it was happening. I was like, other people are going to get video of it. I just want to feel this right now. I don't want to have my phone in front of my face. And it was just, there's so many beautiful moments like that. I feel like we are all people together right now 
those of us who are insanely famous and those of us who are don't feel like we are and those of us who are not who are literally you know flew from across the world or just there we're all here for the same reason walking in these steps together and that that really crescendoed at that Henson party for me I don't know about you guys. Yeah, and the great thing about that was just like, there's all these pockets of people having these conversations. So like, I just took a step back to just like try and take it all in. And there's all these people that I recognize of just like other fans that I'd recognized having conversations with all these creatives from, from the series. And I, I was just I was just overwhelmed by it all. Like I didn't take a single photo from that entire main party. And we were there like what four hours? And it went like it went like that. Like it went so quickly. Like we got to do this um, great behind the scenes um, tour of the of the Jim Henson lot. So we got to see um, the original ornamentalist. We got to see um, a maquette of Augra and the original scepter. Um, the main office with all the Oscars and awards and TV. Oh my god! And the original, yeah, and the original, the original. Um, slate from the original movie the clapperboard and um and the dying masters original staff uh which was on that back wall and there's all these like knickknacks just like <laughs> dotted all over the lot and and i was just trying so hard to take it in and i was just like you're in that moment where you're like i've got limited time just to do this just absorb it james just absorb this information through your eyes geek out inside and then try and just try and like just translate it all because it was it was so overwhelming a beautiful moment when we were in the office and lisa maxwell popped in and joined us on the tour (laughs) it's kira everyone it's kira you guys look and she was like i'm here for the tour too don't worry about me (laughs) it was awesome so cool we got to see such incredible things and yeah like not just as a dark crystal fan but as just a fan of puppetry of cinematic history that's charlie chaplin's original lot too before it was henson it was some of the earliest moments of cinematic history just in general took place on those bricks (laughs) you know when we saw charlie chaplin's footprints we saw some of the some of the tools that were used in those early days of filmmaking with charlie chapman chaplin um and then going into Brian Henson's office, you look around and you saw little nuggets of everything Henson you could think of. There was an entire mantle of Muppets. There there was Bear from Bear in the Big Blue House was just sat by the fireplace and I thought I was going to cry. Even like you've got like the Dying Master's Scepter, right? And then like literally next to it, you've got Long John Silver's Crutch from Treasure Muppets Treasure Island, which is one of the best Muppet movies ever. Uh, movies, one of the best movies ever. Yeah, oh, that's true. And then you've got um, Diago's sword from Farscape, and then you've got one of the blades from Labyrinth, and it's just like, and they're just like laying on the back wall of his office, like just sat there. It's like, oh man, can't I like have them? <laughs> it reminded me of my own apartment, except it was actually valuable stuff. <laughs> Like, like I have knickknacks. Speaking of the dying master, I think we have to um, talk briefly about. It. I don't know how much longer. I don't know how much how long this episode's going to be. But so at the Henson after party, there's a stage and there's like a sketch going on with uh, Victor Yared and um, Louise Gold. But there's also a moment where Stephen Garlic and the voice of the dying master. What's his name? Brian Mill. Brian Mill. 
they're up there and they recreate that moment. So um, Stephen Garlic does his voice and Brian Meal does the voice of the Dying Master and it was electric. Yeah, absolutely electric. Yeah. Like the inter- yeah, there was yeah. No- I think it was it was just no- a pin drop. Like I there, I didn't yeah, there was no one was chattering in the background. No, Everyone nobody was said a so word. Super focused on this that moment between them two on stage. It was just like unlike anything. I was so tense. It was so so quiet. Everyone was literally just absorbing every syllable that they, that they said trying. yeah and even at <laughs> one point like i was like mouthing the words as well you know it's just like just uh getting into the moment and like yeah with, with Stephen garlic and brian meal like they just knocked it out of the park and and they were like spot they were like spot on to say this film came out 40 years ago and these two these two people have never met each other they recorded separately in separate um recording studios it was like we were back in 1982 and we were in those recording studios for the very first time. It was stunning. Yeah. I would also like to argue and put forth the idea. I personally felt like this performance, the performance they gave us on that stage was even more heartfelt and more Mm. emotional Mm. in so many ways than what it was originally on the film because one, they were together you know, yeah. off each other. It was, so it was more theatrical. It was like, you were seeing a, a really serious theatrical presentation of this scene, but also I feel like the weight of all of the life experience that these two men have had collectively and individually, like Brian Meal's voice carried so much more weight as the master, because it was like, he was the master. He was him. He was, yeah. he embodied that mystic soul so much more than he did. 40 years ago and it was great 40 years ago it was amazing and but this was like transcendent yeah because it has all of our emotional ties post seeing the film so we're not just seeing and and you have the people there too so there's the added energy of who they are as people and then all coalescing on the 40th anniversary ish of of this film so it was really really powerful and then of course in that performance you have uh Victor Yeard and Becky Henderson do a song. They kind of make a, a dark crystal version of a very, what's the song again? The End, of the, the end world of the World from, um, from R.E.M. A, a throb version of yes. that song, which was great. Yeah, they weird um, yeah, out the it. Whole, <laughs> yeah, the whole that, that, that party was a highlight to me for sure. I think also it was great because there was nothing else going on. We could just focus on each other. And that's what really made that time so so precious and so special the party felt like it went on forever but it also felt like it was over in a minute yeah it was definitely yeah. both I know, we could just we, we could have party for hours and hours like yeah we could oh mate i didn't want to leave i didn't want to leave the only, no, reason, the only no. reason i left is because everybody else had gone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i looked around and it's like oh there's like five people left <laughs> can i just sleep yeah. here can i just yeah. <laughs> i know and, and and also like some of the one of the uh great moments as well was sort of the unveiling of the plaque um having having the henson sisters all there Together. you know uh, lisa cheryl and heather um all there present and they all did their you know speeches and unveiled um the plaque uh, for the dark crystal which i think is going to be a permanent thing at the um at the henson company um yeah that was such a a great moment um to see the unveiling and yeah, yeah, and of the um, I think I believe it was the of the Chamberlain. Um, yeah, the Chamberlain. That's, yeah, that's right. Yes, but it's quite yes, cool because yeah. I don't think I don't think a lot of people know that that Sharon, even though Lisa Henson is you know CEO of the Henson Company and 
she was in charge of like Age of Resistance now, but it's actually Cheryl Hansen who puppeteered on the original movie. So I've got this, there's this wonderful shot where she's in like the um, sort of, it's not pre-production, it's kind of before that when Jim was kind of just toying with the idea of doing an all, all puppet movie. And there's this wonderful shot where she's just um, manipulating some plants, you know, where they're trying to get them to move in that. And um, I just, she was, she was on top form. I'd never expected Cheryl Hansen to be at this event. Um, so I took every opportunity to get my stuff signed because I was like, yeah. this is not going to yeah. happen again. Yeah. Uh, I also <laughs> love that the three of them were wearing uh, clothing items from their parents when they were together yeah. on the stage. So yeah. um, Cheryl and Heather were wearing some pieces that were their mother's and then uh, Lisa had her, had Jim Henson's jacket on. Every time wow. she stood near me, I was like, that is leather that was on Jim Henson's body right <laughs> next to me. And now it's on Lisa Henson. They're right there next to me. And the three of them together in the same, under the same air was immaculate. That was just such a great transcendent experience. And they were on top, they were on top form as well. They were just really pleasant, really nice. Um, no, you know, they could have easily been like a bit, you know, snobby to anybody, you know, you know but they weren't at all. There's they none could of just, that. You know, rock, they, I mean, could, just, they just could have rocked up for the for the for the plaque unveiling yeah. and say, "Hey, yeah, thanks, see you later." Bye, you know, yeah, gone. Yeah, there was, but they didn't. There, they, they, were there, they were there for the whole night. You know, there was the none day. of there was none of that the whole weekend. The entire weekend, everyone was on top form. I'll also note Heather Henson on Sunday, the following day. Heather was walking around the entire event buying merch buying you know supporting from the small vendors like she's going up to booths and like buying art prints and stuff and like chatting with people and I will note that I, I never once saw her introduce herself like hi I'm Heather Henson she always was just like she would just jump in and start a casual conversation and if it happened to organically come up when somebody would be like oh yeah I'm such and such with Junior she'd be like oh I'm Heather <laughs> like she wouldn't even yeah. like draw attention to who she was she was just participating in organic conversation and supporting the event like everyone else was while still wearing her mother's costume piece i um, think um for me sunday was quite nice as well because it was a little bit more relaxed so i felt like a little bit more composed and sort of like not rushing about a bit it was a bit sort of like i can just sort of enjoy the event now um i had this lovely uh, wonderful conversation with cat smee because the thing as great as the behind the scenes documentary is cat doesn't feature i don't think at all uh, so I really made a beeline for her because it was the fir first time that I'd ever met her um, and just wanted to really get to know her and, and just chat to her about her career and stuff. And, you know, you know, getting little like tidbits like, you know, on Muppet Treasure Island, she assisted Steve Whitmire on, on Kermit. Like I never knew that. And that's and just little things like that and how she got into puppetry and, you know, the fact that both Helena both herself and Helena, who are sisters, both got into puppetry through like their family and stuff. It was just, it was, again, it goes back to that human element of just speaking to people and finding out how they became, how they were fans and how they got into the industry and how, you know, Kat did some wonderful, you know, for people that don't know, she assisted with Kevin on Augra. So all those moments where we see Augra's, uh, on Augra's hands, especially. So like um, she tells this amazing story where, um, there's a scene in Age of Resistance where she's got like smoke bombs in her hands when, you know, when she's doing the dance and, and they gave her the smoke bombs and they're like, you know, whatever you do, don't set Augra's hair on fire. Now, 
bearing in mind how big Augra's hair is in Age of Resistance, can you imagine how hard it is to puppeteer and not set her on fire? And I was just, I was just, I was just, I was just totally enthralled. She was such a lovely lady. I was so glad that she decided to come because it's moments like that that make the event even more special. Yeah, they both were so amazing, both the Smee sisters. And Sunday, I will agree, Sunday was much more chill. I think because two things. One, we went through the chaos of Saturday and now we're like, okay, we know what it's about. We know what, we have some more expectations for how, how tomorrow's going to go. We can because, breathe now. Yes. Um, and also we slept a little better. I don't know about you guys. I slept a little better um, Saturday night than I did Friday night. Mm. Friday night, I barely yeah, slept. I slept a tad, a tad better. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but that was the thing, like, you know, didn't, I didn't get my sleep on much, you know, from, you know, Saturday, you know, from, you know, getting ready for Saturday. But it was just the, it was almost, it's, it's, like, it's like Christmas. It's like, you know, how can you sleep when the next day is Christmas sort of thing? Yeah. And that's sort of, yeah, that, that that's like, that was a big part of, yeah, yeah. So it's like once we got through Saturday. So yeah, so Sunday was, it was very, very chill. But also one of the great moments um, that myself and yourself, James and Jamie, that we, us three participated, um, getting involved as part of the, the Creature Shop tour um, that happened on Sunday morning. Yeah. That was, um, again, again, that was another pinch me moment, wasn't it? Where it's just like, you sat there like, I'm actually inside the creature shop. Like, how how am and I inside, even here? And actually inside like a working environment at the, at the creature shop. Yeah. And you, and you know, and you know, and you know, it's going to be really good when they're like, you know, you're going to have to hand your phones in. It's like, oh yeah, yes, here we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see the good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, of course, like I know they they had to cover up quite a few things because otherwise they would have had to get us all to sign NDAs and whatnot. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, that just would have taken forever to do. So it's like fair enough, you know. They they had to um, put you know uh, uh, put things in covers so like so we couldn't see what they were actively uh, working on. Um, so you guys didn't have yeah. to sign NDAs and no, so anything, so no, so anything that was that they were working on for a third company was covered up so um but what was really cool is we were doing this moment where we're like walking through and like me me and me jamie and phil are just chatting and then we're, we're following nicole and who, whoever for those who don't know nicole's part of the jim henson company and um and we're walking along and jamie's like what's that over there that looks like dark crystal and i look right and i'm like that is a hundred percent dark crystal and i'm like nicole can we just look over here please and we walk over and there's like a six foot rack, which is just full of Gelfling heads from Age of Resistance. And it's just row upon row upon row. And then, as, and then, we, and then as I started to inspect it, it's like Brea, Hup, um, Freckles, um, and then all these names. And then, and then I look to left and there's like a pair of um, uh, Skex's feet from the bath scene just hanging over the edge and then i look up and there's like augra's face just hanging off the top of the rack and it's just it's, oh, i could have i honestly could have just i could have just stared at that rack for like hours that's a sound that's a sound bite yeah. <laughs> I, could have stared at that rack. I did a lot of staring at that rack back in june uh when Ilian and i went and took a tour we saw that oh too was it there when you mind. went yes oh was it there when you went <laughs> yes oh, cool. uh, nice. i wasn't um it wasn't in the designated like 
room where they told us you can talk oh, about stuff okay. here. Yeah, it was yeah, still yeah, in the place yeah, where yeah. I had to sign the NDA. So I was like, I don't know if I can talk about the fact that I saw a thousand <laughs> Gelfling heads. But I yeah, saw yeah. that. But yes, it was a very, very nice rack, boys. I got to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then, like, it's just bizarre because then you go into this, like, you go into this like meeting room where you can take photos and they've got like the um the casket from the deleted scene on the original movie that they put the emperor's ashes in and it's just sitting there like just yeah. like <laughs> this it's just sitting there in the room just like and here it is and yep. then here's the ba- is, yeah. here's the baby from dinosaurs yeah. and uh and his his farscape costumes it's just it's just crazy how they just got it on show was the um the cat from uh the secret life of toys in that room yes that's right yeah yeah that oh that unlocked some memories for me i was gonna cry it was beautiful he's like a little he's like a little uh little tiger almost yeah like a little orange tiger kitty oh yeah 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 it was lovely but um it's and then then i looked up and it's like all these weapons from labyrinth yeah it's all just every it's just it's there. really hard to describe without repeating yourself because it's literally wherever you look there's like memories and like the no- nostalgia attached to it yeah and and the thing i asked was like you know you own so much like how come you've never like opened like a proper like how has jim henson company not opened their own museum but like the cost to restore and upkeep these puppets is so much that like the initial costs would be massive just purely because of the amount they own i mean they must have but what they need to do is that someone needs to open maybe even if george lucas there's going to be a lucas museum coming up even if they had like the henson wing so it's a jim henson museum installed into an existing place so Henson doesn't have to uh, shoulder all of those costs but it is criminal that there isn't a henson museum Oh, I t- totally agree. Yeah, the only thing that's closest to it is um, at the Center for Puppetry Arts. Um, I know uh, there is, like, I think there's two, well, I think there's a couple of sections, but I know there is, like, a one decent section that's, like, all the Jim, Jim, Jim Henson stuff, with, you know, through uh, Sesame Street, some Muppets, um, some Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Uh, but, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, something like that, but, like, you know, on an even bigger scale, I mean, you know, that'd be amazing but um but yeah I, I guess i can understand why i mean you know why henson you know they they tend to you know donate or, or you know loan out some of the you know the props or the creatures you know to other museums um you know that that way that at least they are sort of gonna be seen because i know for example i know of course Brea wasn't at the um the great conjunction you know the, because she was at, i think she's in uh new york or no, Se- seattle seattle oh, seattle okay. yes they've yeah li- i think they've yeah, literally they just, have a little they've just unveiled yeah. that museum i think um i think she's yes, there with yeah. the um librarian yes, and, and the um librarian yeah Pluffum. yeah and, Pluffum. and the Pluffum, yeah which i have i have yeah. seen before he's, he's an awesome little puppet but again, it, it go, you know, it, uh, as someone who collects autographs, you know, there was it was really great to um, meet Cameron, um, oh who is you know who's the producer uh, on the on the show, uh, who voiced the Pluffum, um, <laughs> but also is Louis's wife, um, and so that was really you know I was really like conscious of the fact that you know, I, I probably wouldn't ever have an opportunity to meet her again, so I was just like, you know, it was great to like 
get her autograph on the on the platform image, which is quite yeah. cool. Complete that. Yeah, and I and, and I, I and because I knew earlier you chatted to me like how big of a deal that that was because I think it was like that. I think her signature was like so that was like the last piece of your yeah. That's right. Yeah that particular photo i knew how important that was so i'm like i i needed to sneak you know a couple of photos you know just so you can share it on your dark crystal project um, <laughs> yeah. social media yeah so i have to um, i have to thank you yeah. for that phil because those little action yeah. shots are great um but yeah. it's really it's really nice to meet <laughs> no her because again it's like you know if, if if zay doesn't do these events like the likelihood of me being able to ever meet her is like minimum so you know it goes back to the same thing of you know zay's events stand out from other events by far and i really really hope that she continues to do events like this one um even if it's not dark crystal based or it's something else you know anything else to do with the jim henson company that would uh, because she does such a great job there needs to be a jim henson convention so it's celebrating his legacy and that will encompass so you can have four panels on labyrinth you can have four panels on dark crystal you can talk about fraggle you can talk about the muppets that kind of convention would be amazing i mean i, I know she's got plans and everything so we'll see mm. and, and and also it's just like you know that they've always you know hence a copy they've always got something in the works that they can always you know uh announce or sort of talk about you know here are things to come sort of thing um just to bring the excitement uh for for their uh, future properties yeah so I always wish also say that, you know, Lisa Henson drops that bombshell that Lab the Labyrinth movie is officially in 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 the works. Yeah, like happening. they're actually active yeah, active active yeah. active development. So, you know, it's really cool that that's still happening as well. I mean, like it's been so quiet on that front about that movie. I just assumed that that it that that was it. But the fact that it's however, however, we just have to clarify that uh Labyrinth has been being talked about for a long time now. Like they made it, there was kind of an informal announcement made with for Labyrinth in 2019 when Phil and I were touring Henson. Um, so we'll see if it happens, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think it's, I, I think it was, um, who was the director of um, Dr. Strange? I think Scott Derrickson. I don't know if I got the surname wrong, but I know he was attached to it. I don't know if he still is or not. Mm, so that would have been really cool. He's yeah. a really good director. We shall see. Do you know what my last words are, I guess, or final thoughts, just being involved in the fandom and seeing how passionate people are, the costumes, there was a cosplay contest, the level of detail that people went to, to make these incredible costumes, incredible, you're talking uh, Skeksis and Gelfling, and uh, I don't think we had any mystics, but we had Augras and just, or versions of Augra, it was just amazing, and just to see the level of fan interaction i hope maybe the jim henson company at some point uh find someone that is involved in fan outreach specifically because that's how their brand survives that's how their legacy lives on not with someone who uh you pay to run your social media you pay you pay someone to be involved in fandom to be in those groups to find out what people are talking about to to have that information yeah um to have that information. And I, 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 I left that convention feeling like this is what the Henson company needs. This is the, this is the, <laughs> we're all pointing to ourselves. Say, say Jamie's Jamie. Say, I, I, as we're pointing people, I'm like, Jamie's below Jamie. 
Oh, well, I don't know who, who am I pointing at now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen, I'll <laughs> recommend all these guys. Maybe just all of <laughs> us, you know? Well, I'm not even... I, I, yeah, I do social media, whatever, yeah. but um, for a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, yeah. I, I really feel like the best... The companies that really know how to, to do it um, are in active conversations with their fans. And it's not once in a while when you see people. It's where they are at in their groups on social media, putting in the effort, because that's how you win fans over. That's how you get fans to start petitions. That's how you get fans to support what you're doing. And I really believe that Henson is in dire need of someone dedicated to that. So. This event was just, for me, Sunday in particular was just solidifying all of that. Everything that Jamie was just illustrating. Sunday to me was the day where, okay, we had our big quiz panel on Saturday it was rushing around um but Sunday was like now is when I'm gonna walk around this floor and sit and have moments to just chat with all of these people whether they were special guest VIPs or just other people enjoying the convention this is gonna be my day of just kind of extending the energy of the party because I think the the party at Henson really um like turned a corner for me where I was like stop sweating this schedule and just talk to people yeah and exactly so same was, yeah so Sunday was what that was about for me so I sat with when when we're posting stuff um later our our videos our recaps our vlogs our images a lot of the interviews that we did we got on Sunday and um I mean, well, we also did have that um, chat with, uh, we had sort of a little panel with uh, Tim Clark and Kristen Dulesky upstairs. That yes, was really creating, nice. Creating creatures. Creating yeah. creatures. That was really cool, really yep. insightful. Yep. Nice little intimate chat where they shared their experiences. Huge shout out to Tim Clark, man. He was so cool. We Tim's, chatted with uh, him Tim's amazing. Yeah, what, an I, absolute, what an absolute um, pleasure that yeah. man is. I mean, the skills behind that guy is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. so amazing Bond i mean i wish i had are... like 10 percent of his skill yeah. base i mean jesus yeah um so i i have seen boglin sold at other conventions like san diego comic-con and stuff but they're always going for like hundreds of dollars they're not easy to find out here in the united states for whatever reason resellers get them and they sell them for crazy amounts so the fact he was selling them for a, a practical steal but then the weirdest thing happened today. You guys are going to laugh. We went to, uh, Andrew went to GameStop this morning and there was a Boglin in the discount, like the clearance. There was a Boglin. No way. Yes. And he, no way. <laughs> Andrew bought it. He goes to the guy at GameStop and he was like, uh, I just met the guy who, who designed these and we were <laughs> talking about how hard it is to find them in the States. Like, and you just have one of them. He was like, yeah, we only got one and nobody's bought it. We've had it for like a year and nobody's bought it. So we're putting in the, we're like, that's the only box. How, what are the odds? We just see it the day after all of this convention stuff. So now I have three Boglins because I bought two at the event and now we have this one. <laughs> so I'm starting my own Boglin nice. um, collection now. Shout out to Tim Clark. Um, another amazing chat that happened. I know Jamie also mentioned Dan Dewurst. You guys will notice when we post the interviews, <laughs> my chat with Dan, I tried to wrap it up like four different times because he <laughs> kept talking and that is not a complaint. Dan, if you're listening, I love you with my whole heart. Don't change for anybody. 
but the <laughs> change for no one. I won't. I, I, now I'm just like, now I can't change the edit. I'm going to leave, to leave let... the, the video of like every time you try to end it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was feeling like it was me. Like, oh yeah. gosh, I'm, I should wrap this up. I'm, we've been talking forever. And then I'd be like, all right, Dan, thanks. And he'd be like, oh, by the way, this happened. And then it would launch into another 15 minutes like sidebar about something. So and moments like that is what, when I think, when I'm going to think back on this weekend for Sunday, that's what defines Sunday. Lots of moments like that going around and just recapping with everyone. How are you holding up? How are you doing? How was the party last night? How are you enjoying the event? Feeling the moment, chit chats with you guys, like getting to have moments. There was also a beautiful moment Jamie and I had. I don't know if it was beautiful for you. It was beautiful for me when uh, <laughs> the event was beginning and I was assisting with letting people come in and show their badges and enter the event in the morning. And Jamie took a moment aside to come and hang out with me for a few minutes. And I was yeah, like, that was fun. I was like, this is beautiful. I'm just sitting here with Jamie as, and we're, you know, welcoming other dark crystal fans into this room together. How appropriate because Jamie is the one who first reached out to me to join the podcast that Jamie was the first one to make contact with me. Um, what, two, three years ago now you know? Yeah, I mean, it was first. It was first for that Dark Crystal video that I put together yeah. um, for the release of the show. Yeah. Um, I, re me and Sydney connected, and then James, were you a part of that video? Did you send anything for that video? No, I can't remember. no, I think not was me, mate. I wasn't allowed in at that point. <laughs> I was shunned uh, for about five years. Ethan and I were still like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it just it felt so appropriate that you know after all of the we were still reeling from the magic of the night before and the night before that uh and it's sunday morning and we're all just kind of like catching our breath after getting some sleep after all of that and here's jamie and i in a hallway and we're welcoming fans into the doors and i'm just like my life rules. This is so nice. You're my anchor at that point. I need anchors and things like that in, in like conventions. I need someone to like focus in on. Most of the time it's been James, but I didn't know where James was. I'm like, I'm just going to stand here with Sydney and she is my anchor. Aww, this I'll be your anchor <laughs> and your punching bag any day. Oh. My <laughs> but um, I think, I think honestly for fans, I think it will be going forward. It'll be like, were you there at this event? Like it'll be, it'll be. You'll either get it or you won't. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, like for sure. I think um, it was truly special. The entire yeah, event was fasting. truly special. Yeah. Dream fasting. You and I, <laughs> we are all part of each other. It's just absolutely yeah. incredible. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess I know we probably need to wrap it up soon. Uh. But I'll just go through my final thoughts on everything you know with this convention and with with, the, with this podcast as well um which is something I've, I've written something up so you know i don't know Ooh. if i'll get through it Can or we get not, our own not, closing but... ceremony too because we didn't even talk about the closing ceremony well, well that's it well let's maybe let's talk about that actually because that that was that was such a big incredible moment um like especially you know for sydney and and james you know like being side by side next to zay you know during that closing ceremonies we all got up to the stage all the guests and and zay and the, the crew uh that helped out um and it was such an incredible moment yes yeah. i look to my uh, my left yeah. and i see philip and i see zay and i look to my right and i see james i look out in front of me and i see so many faces of grateful dark crystal fans 
just an endless sea of people who I've been waiting my whole life to find. And then I look behind me and there's all the puppeteers and artists and writers and directors and everybody who made it all happen literally behind me on a stage. First of all, I'm I'm downstage and all of these people are behind me. What? <laughs> what, what is happening? That was that was an insane moment. Insane. And we all said the the chant at the end, the prophecy. We all recited the prophecy mm. together. I didn't I didn't know how to react to it all. I was kind of like it, it was it was amazing, but I was just so uh, yeah, again, I was so, I was so overwhelmed by what was going on. Like, like I said, I look left and there's like you and Phil and Zay, and I look right and like Alice Deneen is like right on my shoulder and she's just like beaming smile at me and I'm like hi and I look, look back and like everyone else is like you know, I'm surrounded by these people that I absolutely idolize, um, front, back, left, right, and. You know, I look forward out into the crowd and there's just the entire halls full of fans and they're all just clapping. And I'm like, it, it was just, you know, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, and, it, and, it, and in terms of the event, I'm like nothing and nobody, but it was just, it was just amazing. Like, I, it just, it was like the icing on the cake just to say, like, thank you to everyone. And, um, I mean, that was a thing, like, you know, it was, for me, what was in- incredible was actually just getting to meet people who, you know, even the guests that have been on the podcast, um, and actually just get to say thank you, you know, to, for being on, on the show, um, you know, especially, you know, with Joe, you know, who of course, you know, um, wrote the young adult novels and, you know, he, he was, he, he was my first interview on the first episode. I know I say that a lot of times, but... Uh, but those books, like that was such a big, uh, that was a big deal for me, you know, like, because that was the one, well, at the start, the podcast, it was the one thing we were, you know, looking forward to, you know, we're getting new dark crystal stuff and getting to chat, chat to him on the podcast was, um, such a thrill and then being able to see him in person. Um, and just, you know, we got along so good and, you know, I got him the summer, shut up song of the dark crystal book and, um, and even with other people like, you know, Cassine, he signed the, the ultimate visual history and, 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 and meeting, you know, yeah, well, you know, with uh, Stephen Garlick and, and Lisa Maxwell, um, you know, with, with, I got to spend a little bit of time with Stephen a bit. And, you know, when I was doing the interview with him, I'm just like, you know, I don't think eight year old me would be able to, you know, young version of me would be able to comprehend oh. like what I'm doing yeah. right now. Like I'm standing next to the voice of Jen. This character has meant so much to me. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I had, I, I, I know, I know we need to wrap it up. Um, but that's the thing, like, uh, and I know I talked, I always talk to yourself, Jamie, that, you know, every year, like when I tend to think whether it's time to end a show or whether I, you know, you know, pass a torch on, but like, and I know like these couple of years have been, you know, very hard, very difficult, but as I know, it's for, it was for all of us, you know, that, you know, it, it you know, the last couple of years, you know, maybe not with 2019 because of age of resistance that just brought so much life, you know, to, you know, to the podcast and, and to the show. And I know that it is, you know, saddening about the cancellation and, you know, as of, you know, as of now, the future of the franchise is still a bit uncertain to a degree, um, but just for myself, you know, meeting people who came to us during the, 
you know about the podcast and just how much it meant meant so much uh it just means so much to me that you know that there are people out there that actually listen to the podcast um but for me like the big highlight was uh especially like seeing Ilian and how much the podcast has meant so much to her and and everything that she's been doing um Ilian you know she's just an incredible artist and uh yeah like that that really like sorry and she has some beautiful things on the horizon too like great opportunities coming i can't reveal too much but we're very excited for her right now i I think for me we're doing the podcast you know i just i just do it for fun you know um and i'm just so glad that there are other people that you know enjoy it and not only that but people who worked on the film and uh people who worked on the show um and and they still listen to it you know they still listen to us to know um, who we are like we there were several people who like that we hadn't even met in person before or ever even some people we hadn't even interviewed yet and they'd see us you know and be like hey hey, you guys from the podcast and be like what excuse me it's it's amazing it's amazing making these connections i know and and i know like i was probably a bit bummed out i didn't get a chance to you know chat to all the guests or you know or to everyone that sort of thing i know I was probably a little bit all over the place that weekend, you know, doing all the interviews and just doing things to the panels and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, for anyone that's listened to the show, like, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I think, you know, all of us here from bottom of our hearts of just how incredible that um, that weekend was. And again, big kudos to Zay, you know, who spearheaded the convention herself, you know, um, just pulled it off, knocked it out of the park and i think that was the thing you know from this weekend that i think it didn't click to me that i i didn't realize just how important the podcast is um and but not only for you know for fans to but not only for the fans but also i guess like to the legacy of the dark crystal um and one of the moments i think when your partner um Sydney um Andrew and you know he, he told us this I think when we were packing away um you guys were packing away stuff you know for the creatures and whatnot and I've forgotten um her name uh, but someone from the archivist actually archives the podcast um maybe maybe not for this episode obviously but 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 in episodes that feature the interviews of people who who worked on um on, on the film and the TV show. Yeah, they keep track of um, our interviews and the things we say in the actual Henson archives, because it's, it's valuable information that they can use. And that's, that's insane. That is so cool. We had, yeah, we had um, several ladies from, from the Henson archives um, and the creature shop in New York. And we were working with them um, on setting up and taking down the museum and everything and yeah they let us know like oh yeah we we know you guys because we've we've heard your voice on uh because we use we use your episodes for the archives and i was just like excuse me <laughs> are, are you serious <laughs> rad um yeah and and so yeah so that was like such a thrill to, to hear about that and like I, I know that you know i know i'm probably uh, i know i always sort of doubt myself with the podcast you know whoever you know where I feel like I'm a, a terrible host or, you know, if my, Stop it. None of that or my accent or hard to talk, hard to understand or whatnot. Um, we love you. But You're perfect. I can be my own <laughs> worst critic. 
I, I, I know there'll be times I think Jamie I always show you like my timeline and just how insane my editing is on myself and you're just like you're insane <laughs> um but I I feel like I just have to do that sometimes just because I, I just feel like if I had just an unedited version of myself no one would want to listen to it because of me <laughs> um so I, again you know I want to thank you that's why I want to say thanks to yourself Jamie you know my brother from another mother Thank you for being on with me with the podcast through early years and even now always, today always my and just your contributions like with legends to throw and to you, um, James for being part, of, you know, part of the family as well. Um, anytime, mate, anytime. I want to give it. Yeah. I want to give a bit of a shout out to Ethan, which who I know, you know, couldn't, um, attend the great conjunction, but I really want to give him a shout out just because, um, of all the shows that, you know, when it was Jamie and Ethan and I, you know, doing those episode round tables. Um, and, and of course, Sydney, like, you know, I, I'm so thankful to have you, you know, just be part of the podcast, be part of the family. And, you know, we always have so much fun when we're, when we're recording these shows, yeah, maybe too um, much, you know, whether it's a podcast or the dark crystal minute. Um, and, and you're all just people you know, who, whom I can trust and, you know, you are my friends. So yeah. thank you. I've literally been waiting to have friends like you three for most of my life. It has been, uh, yeah, this is great. Gratitude and is the name of the game. And here's to many more episodes, Phil. Well, and that's the thing, you know, overall, I'm not going to go anywhere with the podcast. I think because of how important this is, it's, 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 you know, and I think that's the thing. This convention was a big shot in the arm. I think um, that I have so much more motivation I mean, I've always had motivation for the, you know, for the podcast and stuff, but this was like a big shot in the armor. It's just like, you know, we're here to stay, um, baby. We're here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, it, it, I think what's so, so important about doing things like this is um, finding out how much it means to other people. And when you find out how much it means to other people, even just that one person, it makes you feel seen. And I think it's important that we feel seen in all walks of life. Um, and I think it was important for you, Phil, to feel seen at this convention. And you weren't just seen. You were seen by many people. I mean, Zay has told me that um, you were a big inspiration for her to do the puck, to do the convention. Like, really? she went on and on about it, you know. So you are uh, you are a special man to me and I know to everyone else. So Yeah. And don't forget, before I joined this family, I was a listener. I was just a fan. I was just some schmo listening to you yammer on on my way home from work. <laughs> yeah. And I loved every minute of it. Like, I was a groupie for all of y'all before I joined joined in here, which is why I will put forth and I will never um, quiet down about the fact that I was the biggest, most annoying dork this weekend. I was <laughs> the biggest, like, you could not calm me down. I was like, <laughs> because my people that I look up to are my friends now and look at where we are. So yeah, gratitude. I think the, the in summation, the number one, like point of all of this is gratitude all around everybody. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Just everyone was so lovely and it was just fantastic to meet everyone as many as we could. I, yeah. I know that was the thing, like, you know, there was so many people I missed out sort of chain to or things that i missed out but you know that that's okay i'm like i i really hope um that there'll be many more uh great conjunctions maybe not this uh, maybe not the, the scale of magnitude that this event was over the weekend but, but something um something. yeah but definitely something i really hope so so um 
but yeah again yeah thank you so much zay for everything you've done for the great conjunction here, here. and for supporting you know supporting the podcast <laughs> uh with, with everything and getting us involved it's just um it's an incredible moment it's just this it, is just a weekend i'll just never forget ever memories forever bonded for life well on that note guys i think on that note yes how how yeah, do we, on that note. we you we don't be you don't go further than that man. no not at all let's go until next time you guys stay tuned for the next episode of trial by stone If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.